and the king came for the first time 2,000 years ago. And he walked around on this earth, and he met all kinds of people, all different kinds of people, and spent time with people nobody would ever spend time with. He met people who were hurting, physically disabled, and people who were emotionally and spiritually facing pain and trauma, broken people. He also met with people that were very well off. They had a lot of money. They had a lot of influence. They had a lot of position, a lot of power. They were maybe even in charge of like the Roman Empire. And there was also people that Jesus spent time with that were trying to get rid of that empire that was ruling their area. And one day, this king was walking around the earth, and he met somebody that had to have reminded him of himself. It was like this king was looking in a mirror. It's like, there he is. And this king, he, he had all this stuff. He had every material blessing you could ever want. He had the glory and the position of heaven. He had the universe at his feet. And this king was walking around this earth, and he saw somebody just like him, a rich, young ruler. And this king, this king Jesus, had great genuine love for this man that reminded him so much about himself. And you know this feeling. You've had this feeling before, this genuine love feeling. When you've seen somebody similar to you, maybe they're in a similar season of life, maybe you're, they are in a season now that you once went through, and you feel something for them. You don't just see them with your eyes. You see them with your heart, and your heart is moved to do something, to give them a little bit of what you've received, a little bit of what you've earned. You've, you've been through some stuff, and you just want to give them a little something. Like, like maybe you're at a wedding, and I'm sure you've had this experience before, those who are married, and this newly married couple is just having the day of their life. And they're smiling and having an incredible moment, and it's like, oh, I'm so excited for you. But then your heart is moved, and you're like, I just want to tell them that like, when they wake up tomorrow, there's no wedding party, right? That's only a one-day thing. Or, or a year from now, your marriage is going to look different than it does in that moment. Or 10 years from now. Your marriage is a lifetime. It's not just one day, right? Your heart is moved with genuine love for somebody when you see someone similar to you in a situation like that. Maybe you've walked past them in the mall. Or maybe when you drop your kids off at school, you, you cross paths and your heart is moved for them. Like, like maybe you've seen a new parent. You know, they have a, a new child, a first child, and you're so excited for them, Right? And you remember when you had your first kid, and it was like, this is so cool. I'm so happy for you. But I just want to tell you, right? like, this is the hardest thing you're ever going to do. And like, if number two and number three are on the way at some point in time, it only gets harder, right? That's, your heart is moving for them. Or, or maybe somebody who started their own business, and like, you are so happy for their goals and their drive and their ambition and their vision. And it's like, you go for it. That's awesome. And you remember when that was you. And you remember the countless hours that you put in to be successful. And you just want to tell them with that genuine love. It's like, this is amazing what God has put in your heart. 
It sounds great to work for yourself until it's not, right? <laughs> There's a lot more to the story. And that is the genuine love that Jesus felt for this guy who was so similar to him. In the Bible, the, the book of Mark, Mark, one of Jesus' closest followers, he, he wrote down some of the things that happened, some of the people that Jesus met. And we read that Mark tells us, right, 2,000 years ago, Mark wrote these words, Jesus felt genuine love for this guy. He felt genuine love for this guy whom he had just met. And I want to tell you today that this is how God feels about you. He genuinely loves you. Like it's a genuine love of I've been in your footsteps. I know what this is like. I know what you're struggling with. I've been there. I've done that. I've experienced it. I've been through it. And I just want to give you a little something that I've learned along the way. I want to give you a little bit more to the story. This genuine kind of love. You want to tell them. That it's great what's happening right now, but there's more to the story. The wedding day is amazing, but there is more to the story. The, the new child, the being parents for the first time is amazing, but there is more to the story. The starting the business is a great thing, but there is more to the story. There is more to the story. And what you're trying to give them in those moments is you're trying to give them a a purpose, a purpose. You want them to understand that bigger purpose, that if they were to build their life on that purpose, it would lead to an extraordinary life. A purpose that if they were to build their life on that, that their life would be something special. And for those of you that know that purpose, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And for others of you that are searching for that purpose, I'm so glad that you're here today. And I hope today is a huge step forward in helping you find exactly that purpose that we're talking about today. And so this guy, this guy that reminded Jesus a lot about himself, he came to Jesus with a great purpose question. And uh, this purpose question might be a little further down the purpose trail, if you know what I mean, than you are today, or it might intersect with you right where you are. And this is the purpose question he asks him. He says, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He's saying, I've got great life. I've got a good life. I've got a successful life. I'm not asking about that. I'm asking for the bigger purpose. I'm asking for the eternal life. And Jesus answers him and says, that is an incredible question. I'm so glad you asked that. Just make sure you're asking that question to God. Because we ask this question every single day to all different kinds of places. We're wondering, are you going to give me meaning? Are you going to give me purpose? Are you going to give me satisfaction? Are you going to satisfy this? We're going to all these places, and Jesus says, you better ask that question to God. And it's your lucky day because I'm God, so I'm going to answer you. <laughs> That's what Jesus says. And so he answers this guy's big purpose question. And this is well how he answers it. He says, but to answer your question, you know, you already know the answer, right? 
You know the commandments. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. You must not cheat anyone. Honor your father and mother. And it's like this guy interjects. And he's like, I already do all that stuff. My life is good because I live this way. Like, I'm not asking you for the basics. I'm asking you for eternal life. I'm asking you for the bigger picture. I'm asking you for the deeper story. And Jesus, I could just see him being like, well, if you let me get there, I would have told you, right? And so Jesus is like, okay, fine. You know, we'll just cut right to the chase. And so he says, okay, there's still one thing you haven't done. Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. And at this, the man's face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. So Jesus does something only Jesus can do because he's God. He knows exactly what is the, in the heart issue, the heart of the matter with this guy. And he speaks directly to it and says, sell all you have, give it to the poor. And the man went away sad. Now, you're probably sitting here thinking, like, out of all the things in the entire universe, right, why did Jesus have to bring up this one? Right? Why this one? And I think it's because this particular area is where he related to this man the closest. Because Jesus was a rich, young ruler. He had the glories of heaven, the position of heaven. He had the universe at his feet. And what did he choose to do? Give it all up. He, he gave it all up and came to this earth for what reason? For you, for the world, for everyone. And Jesus is looking at this guy like he's looking at himself in the mirror. And he's like, I did this for you. Now you should do it. Come on. You can do it. And this man went away sad because he had lots of stuff. And we have a similar decision to make today. You have to decide, am I going to follow Jesus or am I going to continue trusting in the things that make my life comfortable? Am I going to build my life on God's big purpose, or am I content with the purpose that I'm living my life for currently? Like, you have to make that decision today. And this rich young ruler turned away and turned from Jesus, not because he didn't understand what was happening. He didn't turn from Jesus because he didn't know what Jesus was talking about. This rich young ruler knew exactly what Jesus was talking about, and that is why he turned away, because he knew what it meant to follow Jesus, and he wasn't ready to do it. He didn't want to give up the things that he was holding on to. And so I wonder, how will you respond today? Will you choose to follow Jesus? I pray that you will choose to follow Jesus, that you would leave behind anything that you're holding on to that's making your life comfortable, that's, that you're trusting in, and you would trust in Jesus alone to save you. That you would trust in him so much so that you are building your life on him and that you are living 
for the purpose of glorifying him. But some of you, some of you are going to choose, like the rich young ruler, to turn away. And you're going to say, you know, not for me right now. My life is too good. I've got it all figured out. I don't need this. I've got too much stuff. <laughs> My life is too good. And if that's you this morning, I just want to say, like, speak directly to you for a second and say thanks so much for being here. Like, we need you to be here. This church is a place for you to be here, even if you don't ever plan to change your mind. We need you to be here, to be around this, to, to be uh, just, I think God's going to do something in your life, whether you believe it or not. So come back next week. Keep coming back. We really want you to come, even if you don't plan on ever changing your mind. And my challenge to you, if that's you this morning, is I want you to tell somebody this. Like if you're choosing to turn away from Jesus, that this isn't for me, I don't want this, would you tell somebody, maybe somebody that brought you this morning, invited you to come, uh, maybe you need to tell me because you don't know who else to ask, I'd love to hear it from you. And, and just say it with your words, like I am not following Jesus. I think my life is too good, and I've got it all figured out. I don't need it. Just say it with your words. That's my challenge to you, and I know that feels so hard, and that's exactly the point, because this rich young ruler, when he was challenged with this same thing, what do we read in the text that the rich young ruler said? Nothing. We don't know what he said. We don't know what he thought. All we know is that he turned and walked away sad because he had lots of stuff. And that is our human nature. Our human nature is just to avoid it. Our human nature is just to move on and pretend like this moment never even happened. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to address it. We don't want to be real about it. And so my challenge to you is don't let that be you today. Don't let that be you. Don't let this moment pass you by. And everything inside of you is just going to just go on with normal life. Because Jesus tells us, he says, dear children, it is very hard to enter the kingdom of God. It is very hard. And to which his disciples, they were astounded, right? His closest followers, Jesus, what are you saying? Then who in the world can be saved, they asked. God says this. He says, Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. Amen. And I want to share with you Anna's story of how God reached into her impossible situation and did the impossible and God called her to follow him. Even if my blood pressure dropped so dangerously low, I thought to myself that my parents just lost me right away. And my whole life is flashing in front of me. Hi, my name is Anna Wenwick. I was born in Russia. 
when I, I was seven years old when I came, when our family came to America and we spoke no English. I had a YouTube video of the church getting my brother and wife getting baptized. As I'm laying there, I'm kind of like spacing out. I'm, I'm looking at the sky or the ceiling. And that's when I I felt my body left my bed. So I left, I, kind of like my soul left my body. And I'm watching them performing, trying to save me up. And right away, I could feel the surrounding of the church praying. Once I, you know, once they brought me back to life, my soul went back to my body, and then, and that's when I internally, spiritually, I kind of knew that God is the way that I envisioned that day. That He's not ready to take me out of Earth. Um, a week later, that's when I went to Kevin's house and Alicia's. And I told them the story, and they were shocked to hear what I went through and how God used my experience and my health issues. That's how I came to Christ even more closer. I'm actually studying the Bible more. Yeah. I'm reading the scriptures. I am digging more into the Bible about the baptism. And it's, it changed my life where I'm actually on fire to serve him all the time. Amen. Anna. I can't believe it. You and five other people are planning to get baptized today. We're so excited for you. And uh, it's going to be great. So as a church family, we are going to celebrate what God has done in Anna's life and these five other people's lives as they're choosing to trust in Jesus and publicly declare with their action of baptism that Jesus has died for my sin, that he was buried, that he rose again to give me new life, and my life is different today as a result of my faith in Jesus Christ. And we're going to celebrate that. We're going to clap. We're going to scream. We're going to holler. It's going to be amazing. And... Uh, but my invitation to you before we head outside in just a second is maybe today you aren't quite sure where you're at in your faith with Jesus Christ, with your relationship with Jesus. Maybe you've never been baptized. I want to invite you today that today is your day to do that. Like today is the day to trust in Jesus, that there was a rich young ruler in heaven for all eternity that had everything he could ever want. He had all the glories and riches and power of everything in heaven. And he came down to this earth and became a human being and lived a perfect life because of you. With you on his mind, with you in his heart. And he died on a cross, a criminal's cross, not for his own wrongdoing, he had none, but for yours. Because he loved you that much. And as dead people do, they put him in the ground, and that was the end of the story. But Jesus was God, and he came up out of the ground, conquering sin, conquering the grave, and he offers to you a new life, 
forgiveness for your sin, born into the family of God, all of these things, and all of these things can be yours today if you just trust and believe in Jesus for what he's done for you. Not what you do for him, but what he's done for you. And if that's you today and you need to make that decision, would you just pray something like this? Say, Lord Jesus, I need you. There's no way I can have a right relationship with you. The things I've done, God, forgive me for that. And I know you have. You died on the cross to pay the penalty for those sins. And you rose again to give me life. Today is the beginning of my relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer, maybe for the first time and the first time in a long time, I want to challenge you one more thing today. I want you to get baptized today. So whether you've been planning to get baptized for a year or planning to get baptized for one minute, Today's your day, okay? You're like, I don't have clothes. I, don't, I wasn't ready for this. It's okay. We got clothes for you. We got towels. We got everything you could ever want, all right? This is your day. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to count to three. And if you want to get baptized today, I want you to stand up, and I want you to leave the theater. We're going to finish our time here as quickly as we can, and we'll meet you outside, okay? So at the count of three, if you want to get baptized today, you're going to meet Mr. John um, out there, and uh, some other people will be helping you, okay? One, all right, I'm ready for this. Two, come on, you can do it. Three, come on, give it up for those who are getting baptized today. Come on, head on out, head on out. Keep it going, keep it going. Come on, you can be louder than that. 